There we go. Sorry about that, guys. A bit of technical difficulties there. Hello, Pittsburgh Penguin fans. Welcome to the Steel Kingdom podcast. This is the Pittsburgh Penguin edition. Obviously, I do a Steel Kingdom podcast as well um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this is the Penguins edition here on the Pittsburgh Penguins Kingdom. And if you've just found the Pittsburgh Penguins Kingdom, then please come on to YouTube, subscribe if you're watching on Facebook, come across, join the Pittsburgh Penguins Kingdom family here on YouTube for more content, more updates daily content daily views daily penguin news bob nolan welcome on board see you watching away on facebook well guys what are we going to do with our pittsburgh penguins well let's just should we just contrast a moment should we just go back to the start of the season shall we just rewind to that king's game the 6-1 victory when everything seemed to be hunky-dory heading in the right direction um, everyone was talking about the Penguins has been this team that could just kick it into gear and and score it well, you know, like the Columbus game and, and win when they fancied. And, and then it just sort of went a bit off the rails, didn't it? You know, the Western Canada road trip came and defeats to Edmonton. Okay, a very good Edmonton team with Colin McDavid, who is a very, very good player. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, obviously, as well. Another very, very good player. Indeed, the Calgary Flames, who are not a shabby team at all. David Henderson, welcome on board. Um... You know, and then they go to a game that they were expected to win against the Vancouver Canucks and they lose to the Canucks as well, which is which was pretty disastrous. And then to go to Seattle, and I know Seattle are improving this year. And obviously, you know, I think one of the things that game you've got to take into consideration, it was 2-1 right up until the last few minutes. Um, their goalkeeper was having an absolute worldie, as we call it in the UK. Like he was playing out of his skin. He was absolutely awesome on the night and keeping the pens out no matter what they hit at him. And then obviously the Kraken scored that empty net goal at the end when the Penguins had six skaters on the ice to go 3-1 up now we came back to ppg we played the boston bruins and again we live with the bruins didn't we we did so well against the boston bruins you know the bruins are one of the hot teams in hockey at this moment in time aren't they they really are a top top team and the penguins more than kept pace with them and then the third period happened and, and the collapse happened again well then what happened against obviously went to buffalo so obviously i think people had maybe expectations that the boston game might be a step too far for this team at this stage um you know that the, the team may not get the results that they needed to do um but then obviously it lost we lost to the sabers uh you know in a, a, a disastrous performance you know if we go back to that boston game again for a minute six five you look at the pattern of scoring in that game you know boston obviously two one the first in the first period then obviously the second period the pens come roaring back to take that uh, five to three lead a two goal lead which obviously i think is kryptonite i think to the pittsburgh penguins at this moment in time isn't it really is kryptonite and then in that third period Boston Bruins come back to score twice to go back to 5-5 and then win it in overtime, which obviously I think, you know, the, you know, the Pens seem to struggle in overtime. Then we head back to last night. We head back to that to that Sabres game. And once again, you know, the Penguins go 1-0 up. They then go 2-1 up. They're then leading 2-1 coming out of the second period. 2-0 up at one point and then that, that goal comes back from the Sabres. Then to go, you know, 3-1 and to be able to again, a two-goal lead. And then it all just fell apart again. And you know this pens lose six to three to the Buffalo Sabers. Now, before we look ahead to what's to come for the Penguins, let's just look back for a minute. 
what is going wrong? What is the problem with our Pittsburgh Penguins at the moment? You know, you look back at that Penguins team at the start of the season, and yes, there was issues there, but the talent fl flooded through, and, and and the Pens seemed to be able to score at will and, and, and win games as they saw fit. And, you know, if you go back to the start of the season, if you go back to those games in October, you know, against against the LA Kings, against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Arizona Coyotes, the Columbus Blue Jackets, there was... You know, it, it just seemed like they could win when they wanted to and score when they wanted to. And the defence seemed pretty OK. The goaltending was good uh, on the whole. You know, Tristan Jari, his first three, first three starts were pr pretty good. But then his last three starts, I think this is one of the issues we're having at the moment. The goaltending at this moment in time is not good. It is not good at all. I can't remember what it was, but it was something like a 0.93 save percentage the Jari had in his first three games, first three starts. Since then, it has fallen off, like fallen off a cliff, huge. And he's making errors, errors we more associated with the Jari of the of the season, the Islanders meltdown, didn't we, in the, in the playoffs? And then Casey DeSmith, who coming into this year had shown great promise, hadn't he? That he was over the problems, he was over the concerns that he had, and and then he comes back and uh, and. Uh, you know, the last couple of games has looked bad again, has looked, you know, back to the bad old Casey DeSmith. You know, you take some of the goals that he conceded um, in, in, I think it was in, was in Vancouver, I think it was, you know, the, the high shots that he let in, that when he went down to his knees instead of staying up big in, in his goal. And then you look at also, for example, you know, last night as well, you know, he was, wasn't even near the puck. I mean, was he even looking at the puck when it was coming at him? I mean, that's got to be a question you've got to ask. He was very, very poor last night. So the Penguins are not getting the goaltending. And I think that's impacting a couple of things realistically for our pens. You know, if you look at it, you know, at the moment, you've got DeSmith has got a goals against average of 3.25. Jari's got a goals against average of 3.42. Save percentage is 0 0.904 for DeSmith and 0 0.904 for Jari, which is not too shabby. Uh, Jari, Jari's won four, lost two. And DeSmith has lost all three of his starts. Now, they're not coming up with big saves and we need them. That's another big concern. I think, you know, that third period when perhaps fatigue is starting to set in and, and that can be for a number of reasons and I'll come on to those shortly. But the keepers are not coming through with those saves. They're not providing those saves that, that is blowing the, the, the opposition away. They are really not coming up with that. Um, and that is holding the pens back. Also, you know, last season, the pen penalty kill was good when Jari was in net because Jari was coming up with huge, huge saves. And keeping that penalty kill, you know, outstanding. But so far, the penalty kill this year has not been good at all. And has really let the Pittsburgh Penguins down this season. And that's not a good thing, is it? That is really not a positive thing for the Penguins, that the penalty kill, the special teams are failing. The power play is not doing brilliant in it either. And there's a number of reasons for that. You know, Chris Latang is not taking shots at all, which, which is a surprise. Uh, they're not gelling at the moment. I just don't think they're playing well at this moment in time in terms of the power play. Then we look at the defence, and if we look at this man in particular, I want to talk a little bit about this man here. I want to talk about Brian Dumoulin. Now, look, Brian Dumoulin has been a, a great player for the Penguins, hasn't he? He's been you know, back-to-back -back Stanley Cups. He's done a great job for the Pens in the past, and you know, we, 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 we write him off at our peril, we really do. But so far this season, and I think towards most of towards the end of last season, you know, he was not 
very good at all, was he? He did not play well. This year, he seems to have continued that poor run of form on, that really bad performance that he has put in. Um, he just doesn't seem to know, to be able to track back properly. He doesn't seem to be able to pick up the when he picks up the puck, it's an adventure as to where it's going to go. He's not able to stop block. He's not able to do anything really this season and has not played well at all. Uh, Demo's played the 11 games. He's had three assists. He's had three penalties. You know, he's on a minus three at this moment in time. He's he's not done too well. I'd say three points, not three penalties, three points. Uh, yet to get any penalty minutes actually against him, um, as opposed to obviously Jeff Petrie, who seems to accrue penalty minutes um, like they are going out of fashion. Um, but, uh, you know, Demo, look, it seems sad, doesn't it, to write off a veteran, someone who has contributed so much to the Pens as as Demo has. But he's at a point now, I think, in his career where he needs the Penguins, you know, coaches to protect him, I think, to to, to perhaps move him down, um, you know, to that third defensive pairing and not give him as much ice time, um, you know, as, as he's getting at this moment in time. You know, he 21... You know, the Pittsburgh Penguins have conceded 41 goals this season, which is very poor indeed for a team that is supposedly going to be contending for the Stanley Cup. And I know it's a long season, but 41 goals already in the games they've played so far this season. Dumo has been on the ice for 21 of them. So over half the goals conceded he has been on the ice for. And, you know, you probably, if you go and look at those 21 goals, he's been responsible for a good proportion of them through some very, very poor play. I think that it's time to move Dumo down. I think it's time to put him on that third line and move someone up. Someone like a P.O. Joseph, for example. I've been very impressed with how P.O. Joseph has played. You know, there was a, there was an agenda, I think, at the start of the year, wasn't there? Um, you know, where people thought that P.O. Joseph would be a disaster for the for the Pens. You know, that it, why are they not keeping Ty Smith? Why is Ty Smith... Um, you know, why is Ty Smith not playing? Why is it P.O. Joseph that's being kept on? Obviously, I think the the uh, cap space had something, to, had something to do with that. Of course it did. But P.O. Joseph's done well, hasn't he, I think, since he's come in. Um, he really has done very, very well since he's come into the team. He's looked solid. He's played well most nights. And I think, you know, there could be a benefit there to putting P.O. Joseph on the line alongside... Um, you know, alongside Chris Latang, there really could be a benefit there to actually playing him with Latang and giving Latang those younger legs next to him, you know, to get back and to skate what to skate and to defend whilst Latang perhaps is coming up into the attacking thing. I mean, you know, Latang has not had the best of seasons either yet. So Yes, there is that as well. Marcus Pettersson is another one who could possibly be moved onto that top line. He is doing very well indeed. You know, there's another, I think, defence in terms of um, Jeff Petrie as well. I think Jeff Petrie has struggled this season since, since his move. He is the highest paid of all the defencemen. And, you know, he's accrued 14 penalty minutes this year. He's made some really silly, silly penalties, all minors, all little, snidey little things. And he needs to cut that out of his game if he's going to be an effective member of this Pittsburgh Penguins team this coming season so you know we're going into we're going into the game obviously against Saturday against the Kraken I think we need to see changes in the defensive pairings going into that thing do I think Sullivan will do it I don't know I don't really I don't know whether he's gonna have the nerve to drop Dumoulin down to three or, or, or even second pairing I think Dumo will still be on the first pairing if I'm being honest now what I would like to see is defensive pairing number one being Chris Letang 
and Pierre Joseph. Defensive pairing number two being Petrie and Pettersson. And defensive pairing number three being Ruta and Dumo. Ruta is a solid defenseman. And I think obviously that gives you very little attacking prowess there. Or perhaps it frees Dumo a little bit to go forward and leaves Ruta there to defend. I think Jan Ruta has had a very, very good start to the season. He has done well since he came across from the Tampa Bay Lighting. Hello to Theo Theodora, who is watching. Uh, guys, I'd love to know where you're watching from in the States. Uh, drop, me a, drop me a comment on on facebook or come over to youtube even better and watch along here uh, watch the steel Con kingdom podcast penguins edition guys if you are watching here on youtube get your questions comments thoughts in about the penguins season so far now one of the biggest things i've heard i've listened to a number of podcasts that i listen to a lot of podcasts through the steelers i listen to a lot of podcasts to do with the penguins and uh, tip of the iceberg with nick blansky and nick Horvath. i love listening to that uh, locked on locked on pens with uh hunter hodes is fantastic as well and you know one of the biggest topics i think that's come up is is it time to panic is it time to worry is it time to press that panic alarm well at this moment in time yes they have lost six games in a row but it's still very early in this season this is an older team this is a more experienced team maybe it's a case of their peaking the peak is going to come in november december time as they build up into into the new year maybe that is the case and 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 they're going to be slow to start you know at the start of the season there was a lot of discussion around the fact the pens may be slow to start they do have the oldest team in the nhl so there may be a case of them being very slow to start um but you know i think overall at the moment what is letting the penguins down goaltending is letting them down at the moment in time we're not getting the big saves we're not getting those morale boosting big saves when we need them from Jari into smith i think andy kyoto needs to do a lot of work with them uh, for the seattle game and then after the seattle game they have six days off before the next game and like i said i will talk a little bit about what's to come after i've talked about the team um shortly the defense i think present of dumo petrie not playing well at all there's a need there to shuffle some pairs now what else isn't working hello to mark dotal who is also watching as well what else isn't working well you know if you look at the um the situation on the lines at this moment in time now i know jeff carter is out at the moment but carter has been very ineffective this season so far um you know if you look at carter's production this year um let's just find his stats here pull them up jeff carter's played nine games he's got two goals four assists six points and a minus two at the moment um he hasn't been fantastic has he the other one obviously the big one for me is Kasperi Kapanen Kasperi Kapanen one goal four assists five points did you know that Kasperi Kapanen has scored three Penguins goals in his last 50 games for the Pittsburgh Penguins three and 50. Josh Archibald who gets a lot of stick from a lot of fans and, and is a fourth line player has scored three goals in 11 games and obviously doesn't have one tenth of the talent that Kasperi Kapanen supposedly has you know, maybe a question needs to be asked of Ron Hextel. Was it wise to bring Kasperi Kapanen back and pay him what they are paying him? They are paying him a premium rate. And I think that premium rate prices him out of any sort of trade. Who's going to want to take on Kapanen with that salary, given the performance that he showed over these first few weeks of the season? He has been exceptionally poor. But it's not just the start of this season. If you look back across his body of work from last season as well, Kapanen was awful last season. Absolutely awful. And, you know, I was so optimistic, you know, the way Cappy started the season and he's tailed off so badly as this season is is getting into you know really kicking off and really ramping up he is not playing well at all that 
third and fourth line, I think, is really letting the Penguins attack down. It's putting a lot of pressure on the first two lines, and we can have arguments all we want with should Russ be on the first or the second line with Evgeny Malkin or Sid Crosby, should Raquel be on the first or the second line? Though no, Raquel has been one of the best forwards, in my opinion. He's been very consistent. He's... Uh, you know, he's got five goals this season, one assist, six points. You know, he's level with Malkin and Gensel uh, for the most goals on and the Penguin. Sid, of course, on five goals as well. You know, he's been very, very good, I think. Very, very consistent, Ricard Raquel. And, you know, we can have those arguments over that. And, you know, let's, I mean, let's just take a bit of time to address those first two lines. The first two lines weren't too brilliant in that third period against the Sabres the other night. Okay, well, they, they perhaps... Was suffering fatigue. I think there is that fatigue. I think the fact that those first two lines are getting used that bit more, their ice time is a lot higher because of the contributions of the third and fourth lines not being as good. You know, Zucker, I think, has started the season well. Malkin has been consistent. Five uh, He's played 11 games. He has five goals. He has seven assists for 12 points. You know, good start to the season from Evgeny Malkin. Um, Sid, Sid has played 11 games, five goals, seven assists, 12 points as well. Jake Gensel's played seven games, five goals, three assists, eight points in total. So I'm just checking the stats out here. Ricard Raquel, 11 games, five goals, one assist, six points. Uh, Zuck is played, has played in nine games. He has two goals. He has six assists, eight points. Uh, Brian Rust, 11 games played, four goals, four assists, eight points. So, you know, th those first two lines are, have contributed massively, I think, to any success the Pens have had and the goals the Pens have scored. But you look at those third and fourth lines and they are struggling at this moment in time. Uh, Danton Heinen certainly started the season fairly well, but has fallen off recently in his production. Three goals, three assists, six points. Uh, like I said, Kapanen is struggling. Carter's not playing particularly well. Uh, Ryan Paling has played 11 games. He's had one goal, two assists, three points. Um, Brock McGinn, one goal, three assists, four points, has really flattered to deceive and not played as, played as well as he as Well, let's just say this. I think McGinn is probably at his ceiling now. That's where McGinn is. He's not an outstanding player. Um, Sam Poulin, obviously, he played in. He had an assist in two games. Um, Drew O'Connor came in the other night. Now, there's talk of moving Drew O'Connor back down. I thought Drew did okay, and I'd rather see Drew O'Connor kept up, if I'm being honest, um, than some of the other players there is uh, currently on the third and fourth lines. Uh, Josh Archibald, of course, has 11 games, three goals, uh, no assists, just three points as well. Um, you know, what, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the solution? I mean, obviously, Teddy, Teddy Bluger is allegedly on his way back, which will be a, a lift to the pens. Bluger is one of the best lower line centres in the league. And I think I'd like to see Bluger put on that th third line, if I'm being honest, you know, because I don't think Carter, I know he's out at the moment injured, but when he comes back, has he done enough to earn his place on that third? I don't think so. I'd like to see some changes made on that third line, you know, maybe putting in... Um, Teddy Bluger with Danton Heinen and Kasperi Kapanen may re-enliven Kapanen and Heinen. I don't know. That could be a possibility there to really change things up for the Pittsburgh Penguins and make things a little bit different for them. That could be a possibility. Um, I'd like to see Drew Connor kept up, you know, maybe send Paling down or maybe send Archibald down. Um, but I'd like to see see Drew O'Connor kept up. I think you know he brings something to the team. I thought was it he did play fairly well in the two games that he's played. Obviously, you know, the Pens didn't win, but he did contribute. And I'd like to see O'Connor given a chance to contribute. You know, he could always be moved down if he doesn't. But for me, O'Connor is someone I, I'd like to see play more regularly for the Penguins this year. 
And, you know, there are players down there at Wilkesbury, you know, like, for example, Sam Poulan. There is options there if those third and fourth lines do continue to underperform. Is there a trade in the offing? I don't know. I think, you know, if you look at the, some of those more experienced players like Carter, like Kapanen, you, you, you've got high salaries there. They're not going to be uh, attractive to other teams at this moment in time. The same way that, you know, for example, the form of McGinn, the form of, uh, you know, of, well, Brock McGinn, I think is the main one. You know, he, again, is not going to be particularly attractive to any other teams at this moment in time. And he's not really pulled up any trees for the Penguins. So that, that obviously is an issue. But you've, we've got to see an increase in production and an increase in quality from those third and fourth lines to take the weight off those first two lines because the first two lines are going to suffer fatigue. And the situation is, you know, you know, Evgeny Malkin, Sid Crosby are absolutely outstanding players. They are wonderful players. They are a two-headed monster. We are so lucky to have them. And as Penguin fans, I think we need to enjoy the time we have with them that's left. You know, they're, they're not their career is not going to go on forever. Sid's 35, for example. You know, but we can't continue to put the pressure that we're putting on Sid, on Evgeny Malkin, week, uh, you know, day in, day out, and expecting the same results. These guys are going to get fatigued, and that's when injuries start to occur. And we cannot afford to have injuries to those top six players. You know, Jake's already missed some games this year. Jason Zucker's already missed some games this year. And that is a concern, and that is something we need to rectify. Um, you know, we need to get better production from those third and fourth lines to take the pressure off um, our starting six players and that is absolutely vital in my opinion or that anyway you know for what it's worth for what it is worth <laughs> um so obviously you know we look ahead now we we, we try and i think draw a line under those six defeats you know yeah it has not been great has it at all it has really really genuinely not been great um the performances have been poor um <sighs> Well, I say the performances have been poor. They've been poor in elements, haven't they? There's been good performances up to a certain point, and then it's kind of like we get a two-goal lead, and it's kind of like kryptonite to the Pittsburgh Penguins, and that's a concern. You know, I think what we need to see is the Pittsburgh Penguins put in a complete performance, a performance that is a 60-minute performance, a performance that lasts across three periods with all units equally contributing, with all lines equally contributing, and the goalkeepers, the goal, sorry, the goaltenders, coming up with the results, coming up with good saves when we need them to. And that, I think, is absolutely vital um, if the Pens are going to snap this losing streak and uh, stop as the proverbial bleed, as it is called, at this moment in time. You know, let, let's let's look ahead, shall we, to what is upcoming. Let's let's have a little look ahead to what's the what is the options, what what games they've got coming up as we go through the month of November. So here is this is taken from the Pittsburgh Penguins actual app. Um, so let's have a look. Shall we? Um, okay, so we've got the Seattle Kraken on Saturday. Uh, please note these timings are British timings. Then we've got some days off before they play. They go on the road. So the next at the next six games or seven games, one is at home and six are away. They go on a, on a three-game road stand against the Washington Capitals, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens before coming back to PPG on the 15th to play the Toronto Maple Leafs. Then a very tough game going on the road to the Minnesota Wild, who are very highly thought of this year. Then to Canada again to play the Winnipeg Jets before going 
back into the USA to play at the Chicago Blackhawks, home against Calgary, away against the Flyers, then that Pen Battle of Pennsylvania, Toronto again at home, and then Carolina, which will be a massive game against Carolina, who are a very, very highly thought of team. So that is going to be a very, very tough, very tough November for the Penguins. It isn't going to get any easier. And that's why I think we need to see an improval, improvement in performance from the Pens over these next few games, starting on Saturday against the Seattle Kraken. You know, the Penguins have never lost seven straight games against in, in the tenure of Mike O'Sullivan as coach, or Mike Sullivan as coach. So... <laughs> Seattle is an absolutely vital must-win game. I think going to Washington again and breaking the road hoodoo, you know, they've only won one game on the road this year, which was in against Columbus. You know, Columbus, as we know, pretty much stink this year. They are bottom of the Metropolitan Division, and the only reason why the Pens are not currently bottom of the Metropolitan Division is because of the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, like I said, it is an exceptionally tough um November for the Pens, some very tough games, and we really need all our players to show up and play to the fullest of their capabilities if they're going to be, um, you know, a, a team that goes on to have some success this year. Like I said to you, I don't think it's time to press the panic button. I don't think it's going to be something that the Pens are going to, you know, I don't think the Pens are a point now where we write them off. And those of you who are talking about sacking Mike Sullivan is just simply and utterly ridiculous. Um, you know, he will turn this round. I've got no doubts in the fact that he will turn this round. We've got to remember the event there and all the team. We've got to remember this is a very long season. And, you know, if we're still having this discussion at the end of December that they're on this massive losing bender and they're way off the top of the Metropolitan Division, then, yes, we can start having discussions about cuts and and sacking this person and sacking that person and, you know, the future for the Penguins. But we're not at that point yet. We're not at panic stations yet. It's not time to prevent press the proverbial panic button yet for the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, we've got to keep the faith with the guys. You know, we, we've, we've still got talented players on that roster. We've still got Gensel. We've still got Crosby. We've still got Rust, Raquel, Malkin, Zucker. You know, if Jari can return to form, we've got Swiston Jari. Latang returns to form. Rutter's had a good season so far. Pettersson's had a good season so far. P.O. Joseph's done well. You know, half the defensive pairings have been okay. It's just been the case of those others that have let that team, that side of the defence down. And the two goal leads do seem like kryptonite uh, to the Pittsburgh Penguins at this moment in time. Well, guys... That's pretty much it from me for today. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with some more videos, some more content on the Pittsburgh Penguins Kingdom. Keep checking out the content. Keep hitting that subscribe. Hit the like. And if you've just found this podcast after the live, guys, keep looking out for live podcasts. I'll be doing some more live podcasts now as my subscriber numbers grow here on YouTube. We'll be trying to push that and get those views up um, here on YouTube. So hit the subscribe, hit the like. Um, ring the notification bell so you don't miss out on any content. Thanks for watching, guys. It's been a pleasure speaking to you as always here on the Pittsburgh Penguins Kingdom. And we'll finish it in the only way that we really can finish this, which is let's go, Pens. <laughs>